Welcome to Geological Shop Talk. In this podcast, we bring you roughly 12 to 15 minutes of practical clinical methods, perspectives, and advice that has its work boots on. In the next few minutes, you'll get a clinical gem of practical material that you can begin to investigate the next time that you'll walk into clinic. Additionally, visit the show notes page for supporting materials from this week's guest on Shop Talk. All right, roll up your sleeves. Let's get to work. Hi, I'm Tracy Stewart, and today I was going to start by explaining what Korean Sasang constitutional medicine is. But I think the really important question isn't so much what it is, but rather why use it. For me, there are three reasons why I practice Sasang medicine, and the first one is simply that I agree with Sun Zimiao and Hippocrates. Food first. You know, you can do more elaborate things once you've tried diet. And there's lots of reasons for that. We already know that people who eat well have better outcomes. And we know that the condition of the constitution, when we examine somebody, we look at what, what is the condition of this person's constitution because it's going to affect treatment outcomes. And we know that it affects overall health and longevity and prevention. So it's really important. We also know that people vary a lot in constitution, a lot. In the balance of their organs, what's strong and what's weak. And not everyone has inherently strong constitutions. We tend to think that, but you know, those of us who are in clinical practice know that there are some people that just don't have really strong constitutions and they need extra support from us. People need to nourish what is weak in them And they need to not feed what is too strong because organs that are too strong and organs that are too weak have symptoms. If you have too strong an immune system, you often have autoimmune disease. So it's important for things to be balanced and it's important to balance out your constitution and you can do it with diet. Eating all five tastes, as is often recommended, will balance out your plate It will not balance out your constitution because you do not have all five elements equally. Let me give just some examples of people who have somewhat unique constitutions and not completely uncommon. The first one is someone where their liver energy is half the energy of their organs. So the other four organs, total energy equals the liver energy. So this makes them really very imbalanced and... They think they're eating a healthy diet. You know, they eat lots of fresh fruits and vegetables, and they only use olive oil and avocado oil, which are both liver-building. And they eat grapes and avocados and olives and vinegars, and you know, because those are all really healthy foods, but they all build the liver, and it's not right for this person. So what, what happens often in this case, and I have several examples, is that they get some kind of symptoms related to this overactive liver energy, like maybe hormonal imbalances, especially sexual hormonal imbalances. And, you know, you straighten those things out and they're better for a while. And they go back to eating their perfectly healthy diet and they get some other symptoms. And this goes on for a while where things get come back, not in the same exact form, but usually a little worse and usually a little harder to treat. 
and often deeper in the organ to the point where some people have even had um, organ damage from feeding an overly strong organ. Or someone who's not so imbalanced, but is simply hot. They have a hot stomach, this so young person. And they're eating the healthiest diet imaginable for 70% of the population. Unfortunately, they're not in that 70%. 70% of the population needs warming foods. So they get sick from eating just things like, you know, chicken and garlic and onions and peppers and cinnamon and any kind of sugar and, you know. And sometimes these people get really extreme reactions, like they'll end up with gastric pain and go to the hospital because they think they must have some kind of intestinal block or something. And they can't find anything wrong with them. They don't know what's going on. Sometimes people will go on elimination diets who have this going on because they recognize it's something they're eating, but they can't figure out what. And I had somebody once who was so frustrated because she kept saying, I'm only eating three things and they're the blandest things and my stomach is still just burning and gird and everything. And I said, exactly, what are you eating? She said, the three blandest things you can imagine. I said, what? And she said, chicken, potatoes, and bananas. And I said, okay, go home and eat melons, rice, and pork. And two days later, she called me up and she said, I cannot believe this. My stomach is calm. It doesn't hurt. Everything is fine. And I said, well, that's good because you can eat a lot more than those three foods. You just can't eat foods that warm your stomach. So those, that's reason number one, food and your constitution. Reason number two about constitution has to do with how we conduct medical research. In my previous life, I worked in medical research at UCSF, and I was a project manager at Genentech. So I have kind of a bit of experience with running clinical trials. And one of the things to know about clinical trials is they're just statistical experiments. We're looking for a percentage of people who've got a positive response to something that we're testing. And how many people depends on, first of all, what the disease is. I mean, if you're trying to treat cancer, you're happy with not a very high percentage because, you know, these people are going to die. And if only, you know, 20% of the people get improvement, that's, that's pretty good. But in other things, you want a higher number. So it's, it's a fairly subjective number. And also the number of people in the trials that you need to, to test to make sure that you have enough people to be able to say something about the outcome. And this number is a statistical number, the N value. And it's the number of people in the trial who are as alike as you can get them, homogeneous. So you write up the trial so it has inclusion-exclusion criteria. So, for instance, the trial could be in middle-aged men who've had heart attacks. And you don't do any women because you can't have all the variables. And so you make them as much the same as you can. And the results come in, the data comes in, and guess what? The data proves that the people in the trial are not all the same. Because you have all these different outcomes. You have side effects in one person, not another. Some people have no benefit. Some people get a whole lot better. But the real problem comes down to when you apply this. If enough people have a a good outcome and the bad stuff isn't too bad, you prescribe it for everybody. Yet the data doesn't support doing this. We know it didn't work for everybody. We absolutely know this. 
And this is, these are the two things that always show up every clinical trial. They've been proved over and over and over again. Number one, the mind has an effect on the body. It took us years to get that, and we're still not utilizing it as much as we can. And number two, the data proves the premise that the group is homogeneous is wrong. So the premise for clinical trials is not correct. The people in the trial are not all the same. Now, in Korea, where they practice sasang, it's the most common form of medicine in Korea, clinical trials are, are conducted putting subjects in their constitutional groups to see if there are correlations between outcomes and constitution. They typically find them. They have also done lots of studies showing correlations between constitutions and certain genetic markers. So this is really valuable. So if you know that this constitution has a bad reaction to this drug, then you don't prescribe it to people of that constitution, which is very helpful. Now, it's hard to get a hold of the clinical data from Korea, but the NIH is starting to publish a lot of these studies and especially the studies on the genetic markers. So I think this is going to start changing Western medicine. We can start having more and more personalized medicine, which people are touting that we have, but not quite yet. But this will make a big difference if we can do constitutional clinical trials. But the third reason, the third reason is my passion. This is why I'm really, really doing it. I've been practicing prescribing diets for people for over 20 years. And almost every person, every single person who follows their constitutional diet has improvements in their health. Yeah, almost every person. Even when the improvements may not be cures, like you have somebody who's got stage four cancer again after being in remission for a while and Western medicine's given up on them and you put them on a diet. Well, you know, do I expect it, them to become cured? No, but they can be healed. They can tell you things like, I'm sleeping better. My stomach is more settled. I feel like I can spend quality time with my family. This is huge. I will be passionate about this medicine and how it helps people forever. So I want to make an offer. You can see a lot more about Korean sasang medicine on my website. I you know, write some summaries about what it is and why I do what I do. And then my website is chibalance.net. That's qibalance.net. And you can go there and sign up for my diagnosis mentorship program, which is just starting now. In, on August 5th. But if you're not ready, because you don't feel like you have enough experience with sasang, get some experience with sasang. Go on my website, go to the order page, and get your dietary analysis done and try the diet. Try it for a couple of months, see how it is for you. Or if you have some sick, this is how I started long before I did it. I took my patients and I sent them to get the diet done, and it changed how they responded to treatment. They just got better so much faster. And some of them just stopped seeing me because they could cure themselves with diet alone. So if you want to know more about it, check out my website, chibalance.net, or you can visit this episode's show notes for more information. This is Tracy Stewart. Thank you very much.